0: <laughs> ah! <laughs> that awkward silence. Like as we press record, and it's like, who's gonna talk first? <laughs> uh, Period. But we're back. We are back with yet another episode. Come on! In 2020, might I add, this is not hey. 2021. Hey! you know we take real extended. periods Come and see what the Lord has yeah. done. God is faithful. Is good all the time. Big facts. Big facts. Big, big facts. So what's up? Mm, how's it going, guys? We what heard you, you We heard you guys like that little New Year's Eve recap. I if I do say so myself. Yeah, so I think that kind of like set the tone for 2020. Big facts. Hopefully we'll be on the straight and narrow path. We won't be off for 12,000 years and then come back in 2030. In fact, talking about hey guys look at their podcast. Half of our followers have five kids and you are know. already dabble into their retirement plan. You know? And we talking about some welcome to chairs with will bring cheap. When podcasts are no longer in fact a thing. I don't know what will be a thing by then. Video cast. Well they said we're supposed to have floating cars by 2020 anyway. <laughs> And we are late. I still have a <laughs> 1998. <laughs> Nisa, my car is about to graduate from undergrad this semester. <laughs> no cab. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, car. Well, yeah, they said we are supposed to be, like, floating in the air. Our car is supposed to be floating. And yet we are still here being... Doing everything. A land like, animal. animal. <laughs> land a bunch of land animals Doing very average everything. Average Facts. But welcome, welcome back to charity with Brie and Chi. Yeah. I'm Chi And I'm Bree. And we're so happy to have you guys. Yeah. Just some Mr. Rogers videos and so I'm like it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I was looking at the previews for that movie and I was like where's the scandal like? There where's the I was Rogers. like oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mr. Rogers. And he was greed. basically like he's <laughs> He really was. Like I literally was looking forward to it. I was like he must have had a mental issue yeah. or he's used to slam a brick against the wall. An affair fair like something. no." Nah. Mr. Rogers was a man of God. Come, come on, Mot. Come on. He was. He said that they said that he was supposed to be like a pastor. He was gonna be a pastor, but um, I don't know what happened. But he ended up just doing the show, and the show was the way he kind of preached. With that, it was like the medicine and the dessert type situation. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I love Mr. Rogers. I was watching a bunch of his videos, and I was just like, oh man, God. Eddie Murphy did a, a spoof. Of Mr. Rogers for Saturday Night Live. I saw that. <laughs> he gets on my nerves. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> when he had the mystery TV. Yeah, he's ignorant. He is, but I love him. Yeah, I, I agree. definitely love him on SNL. I know. <sighs> but how are you, Bree? I am here. I'm here today is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be, be glad in it. As you pick out that gas. I gotta wash my hair today. But today is day 9 of... I think it's day 9. For us, it's probably like day 30 for y'all. Because we started later. But it's like day 9 of 21 days of prayer. Today we talked about um, miracles. That was our prayer focus for today. We've had a prayer focus each day. So one day will be finances. One day will be career. One day will be prayers for people who are dealing with loss um marriages and it's just a mm-hmm. prayer focus for each day so today was miracles and it was just really good cuz i think that that's one of my words for 2020 um it's just like miracles just really want god to like do miraculous things i even put it on my vision board um just to kind of like remind myself constantly that like god is a miracle worker even when like you can't see the path but just trusting that like he's already created it for you, that he's already like gone before you and just yeah this stuff off and he's just on. like you now you can just just walk through. So um yeah. Started out today really good. After that I watched I don't know how I, I, know how I <laughs> sat way into this. But then I started watching Little Women of ATS. <laughs> and I have been thoroughly entertained. <laughs> Miss Juicy, Minnie, the twins, Tanya, Sam, the whole crew. So yeah, and then she came over, started recording the podcast, and we here. <laughs> and yeah, we had a pretty eventful weekend. Yeah. Wow, what not eventful? It's pretty, but it was... Is eventful like a, a bad connotation or a good connotation? Yeah, I feel like eventful means like a lot of like popping stuff happening. Oh, okay, but I don't know if I would say a lot. It was like semi-eventful. It yeah, was the Saturday. Um, our friend Shay did another photo shoot which was pretty dope. So we're super excited for her to drop that content. Big thanks. Um Follow Just Shay Media period on Instagram. She should really pay us for promo at this point because Facts. every podcast is something about Shay. Facts, like literally, we're gonna start teaching, uh, treating her like righteous and ratchet. You know, uh, use our promo code. <laughs> <laughs> Charity give us a promo code. Shay, give us a promo code. Yes, charity for $10 off. Yes, Any photo shoot. I'm making a fake ad right now. (laughs) (laughs) She better honor it too. But yeah, so we did that. And then Sunday, so today is Monday. So yesterday, Sunday at church, we talked about the Sabbath Mm. and just the importance of rest. And Paz was just, like, coming from my neck. Like, we were supposed to record it yesterday, but I felt so (laughs) convicted and horrible. Because, like, I am that person. Like, I like to work 24-7. I like to work around the clock. Mm -hmm. Even stuff that just, like, I don't even have to do. I I don't know why I just like feeling stressed and just, like, like, doing stuff. (laughs) Like, I'm such a, I can be such a busybody. Um, Even just doing necessary stuff. But, like, yesterday I went to church, came home and ate. I went to sleep at like one thirty, and I woke up at like five thirty. Bree is a crackhead. You know, a whole <laughs> four hours now. Bree. But then the good thing is, I woke up. I watched grownish, blackish, mixish, all the ish. I watched all watched all the ish, and then I was sleep at like eleven, and then I woke back up at six fifty five this morning. It blessed my whole entire life. Like Past was talking about like how like when you don't rest, you go to sleep tired. You wake up tired. You yeah. just be tired throughout the whole day. And that's how I am. Like I'll go to sleep tired. I'll wake up tired with a headache, be at work, tired, Hot. yeah, hungry, frustrated. So yesterday blessed my whole entire life. I woke up super refreshed. And he was just talking about like how the Lord how taking a sabbath is just an act of faith and like how the lord will bless you and of course he used the chick-fil-a reference and like how chick-fil-a is beating out all these other fast food restaurants and they closed on sundays and so that's how i'm gonna be i'm closed on sundays i don't work i will open back up monday at 8 (laughs) 8 (laughs) a.m but yeah he just talked about like how so much fruit comes from like taking the sabbath and he. Like, it was so many references in the Bible, other than the, he called it, the title was the Forgotten Commandment. And it was just so much other stuff that just pointed to that, like, how in the Bible, how even the land needed a rest, like, they would work and till the land and reap and harvest all this stuff for six years, and God would say on the seventh year, the land needs to break. And he talked about how even in today's time, how farmers, like, when you let the land rest, like, you get so much more fruit, like, it just comes back, like, Mm -hmm. tenfold. And so I was like, dang, like, I don't be breaking, I don't be resting. Yeah. Because I think, I think for me, I I always think that like, okay, if I'm not resting, I'm not doing, if I'm not working, I'm not doing, stuff not getting done, I'm missing out on opportunities and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And that's like such a lack of faith in God because I'm trying to do it all. Like, I'm not trusting that. I don't yeah. have enough trust that he'll do it for me. So I burn myself out to try to do it for myself and I'm going literally nowhere fast. Like, yeah. It's yeah. like running in place almost. So, yesterday was day one, and he was talking about like how the enemy is like going to try you. Like, people are going to be like, let's do this, let's do that. You're going to feel like you need to read emails and work on assignments and stuff like that. But he was like, like bro, I'm telling you, just take time. a with a day. I'd be like, yeah, take a little nappy nap, but like a day and just rest. And he was like, do what refused you. And he was like, what refused me? may not refuse you like he was talking about how working out refused him and I'm like ah mm-hmm. uh, uncle that makes me tired <laughs> it's not gonna refuse me he was like find a hobby do something and he was like I break this religious spirit off of you like go do something fun like watch a TV show and he or you know he was like go watch something on TV and he was like that's honoring to God so like he ain't saying go like Pornhub.com and like go live your best life on a Sunday afternoon but, <laughs> But he was like, go watch blackish. Like, go do something. Like, that's refueling and interesting to you. I had Chipotle chips in my bed, and I was keying <laughs> for like five hours straight, watching all the ish, the blackish mixish, and Grownish. And I need yeah. to watch that new season of Groanish. I, it it I think it's only one episode so far. Good. But it was good. good. Yeah. Dang it was long. Okay. But yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. And hey! <laughs> me, my life is not as interesting as Breeze. Yes, it is. But, yeah, like, I'm, I was actually happy when you texted me and said, let's change it. Because mm-hmm. I felt bad. I was like, I don't
1: want to work on the Sabbath. And Look then you was like, the
0: Lord <laughs> convicted you. I said, yes, get her, Lord. Get her. I'm going to praise so I didn't you. But, yeah. But, yeah, like, I, I totally agree with Brie. Like, the Sabbath is very important. I took a Sabbath even, too. When you texted me that, I was like, dang, I'm not going to do nothing else. So, even, I knew I needed to, I think the only thing I did was, like, finish my wig. Mm-hmm. But that was it. Outside of that, like, you caught me in my bed watching Trevor Noah videos. <laughs> in <a real. laughs> I love him. Oh, he's so funny. He gets on my nerves. I just, I enjoy Trevor Noah. But, um. Yeah, so like Aubrey uh, said, we had uh not we, but our friend Shay had a shoot. Definitely super dope. Um, she's doing like this Black Love series, mm-hmm. and so this time it was Love Jones. And so some amazing people were part of that project. So if you want to see um her art, definitely check it out on at Just Shay Media. Mm-hmm. Um, what did I do this weekend or this week? I worked. That's never gonna change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. I work this weekend, but I don't work every weekend. It was just specifically this month. I don't work until May, so I'll be working better on on the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. We've been doing 21 days of prayer and fasting, too. So, like, just like Brie said, we are on, like, day 35. Um, But it's more like 16. So we're towards the tail end of the fast. Um, But even with that fast, um, we are... um, our, our prayer focuses are different every day so like it just really depends on what is on the heart of Pastor chris just like uh, kind of the worship center they all have like a prayer focus for that day mm-hmm. so today ours was like for leaders and mm-hmm. praying for government leaders leaders of people's households like my like your father your parents. Mm-hmm. Um, leaders of whatever organization you're in, your boss, things of that nature. So we were just like interceding for leaders. Um, overall, uh, if I had to grade myself on how, i don't have to say how well because I mean I don't think that there's a grade for how well you do a fast. Mm-hmm. I I do believe it's your heart posture, but I would even just grade my heart posture. I think overall I probably have like a C plus. Eighty one. <laughs> Like, and I think it's because, I I mean, not to say that I can weasel around certain aspects of my fast, but I do feel like there's certain aspects of my fast that I'm kind of just like, "Mm, I can kind of get around Mm. that this way. Or like, for me, I'm not really doing food, but I'm doing food. So like, Mm -hmm. I'm doing Whole30 right now. And for anybody who's trying Whole30 or interested in it, it is hard. Really, Whole30 is harder than it looks. Because you get it harder than keto. It's not as hard as keto, but it's like, it's kind of around the same keto principle. So, is Whole30, like, if you're not prepared, you'll fail? Whole30 is, if you're not prepared, you're going to be either broke or you'll fail. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're either going to be spending a whole bunch of money at Chipotle or restaurants that, like, honor Whole30. Mm -hmm. Or, like, you are going to just eat a salad with chicken. you can, like, I'm done with this! (laughs) Throw salad on the floor. And just goes so and buy a, 30, 30 a hamburger. Yeah, it's thirty days. Mm-hmm. So, so like, okay, you have thirty days to like eat. No added sugar, no alcohol, no grains or no bread, nothing, no rice. And so literally all eat from Chipotle? A salad. <laughs> no. And and then I can't and no dairy. No dairy. And so like, no cheese. No. Uh, so, like, you start the bowl off at Chipotle. Can I get brown rice extra rice? <laughs> <laughs> and you know this. Me. I literally go Chipotle. Before the girl can even ask me what I want. Let me get a, a rice bowl with both rice. <laughs> extra on the white. <laughs> and let me get both beans. <laughs> like, that's that's my foundation. Before we even get to the chicken. Yeah. And so, I went from that to, let me get a salad. Yes, ma'am. No rice. Just no beans. Well, Actually, that's a but I'm the worst, though. Because I'm, I'm whole I'm whole 30, but I'm not. Because I still get a little rice. So you whole 30-ish? I, period. <laughs> whole 30-ish. Because when I get the Chipotle, because I just can't be eating that lettuce. No, when I spend $7 on lettuce and, and vegetables, I could get mm-hmm. that at the house. Mm-hmm. So, like, for me, and then also, it don't stick to me. And I think that that's something that's good for people who really are trying to, like, just clean their system out. Greens. And meat, they don't stick like carbs do. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can feel when you haven't eaten and you eat carbs your body's just like it's mm-hmm. like sugar. Mm-hmm. But, like, greens, you, your body be like, oh, you ate? Did What's you? It? You know? Like, did you eat? Okay, we see the chicken cook. What's this greens stuff? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it's different. But I'll say, like, overall, if you're looking to jumpstart any new health kick, this is a really good immediate one than just, like, a severe, like, I'm gonna be vegan or I'm gonna be this because it's like it's very clean. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to meal prep. I pack my lunch now. I had to cook for the week or whatever. And so like it's been pretty dope. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna I'm not gonna hold you. I haven't been the best at it, but it's been a pretty dope experience. And I lost a good a little a good little bill. Look, LB Come on. A little lb, so I'm almost at my my goal weight for this month. Okay. So I'm probably like two or three pounds away. Yay! So yeah. So yeah, it's definitely something you guys. If you want to try Whole30, um, go online. Like there's so many stuff. Like if you want to learn like different recipes, go on Instagram. There's a Whole30 food page where people like have recipes there. There's a whole bunch of stuff about Whole30. It's like this new kick, but it's a really good kick. So if you're interested in trying to just do something new or, like, you know, if you're about to come off a fast and you see weight weight loss is taking place and you want to kind of maintain it, Mm -hmm. I definitely recommend Whole30. It's hard, but it's really good. And shout out Mm -hmm. to the Whole30 group that I'm a part of. I don't speak a lot in it. But I appreciate you guys' transparency and openness about your journey because it definitely doesn't, it definitely helps me knowing that other people are kind of dealing with the same things I'm dealing with. So shout out to the Whole30 group started by Tori Chavin. So yeah. That's what I've been doing! yay so what happens after the 30 days like is it just uh, like do you wing yourself off or like start to incorporate well, stuff back in? so what I was told you're supposed to do after the 30 days you're supposed to like start eating certain foods and see how your body reacts mm-hmm. and through that you kind of determine what's some things I need to I can go back to and what's some things I can't and so like for a lot of people they realize dairy's not good for them mm-hmm. like because I feel like what they said with whole 30 it starts affecting your skin like you can see differences in your skin like it starts glowing mm-hmm more and things of that nature and so like they're saying like once you start eating certain carbs like if it's rice or dairy or whatever like it starts to like change the game for like how your body reacts so it's kind of like a fast from certain things and then when you put it in see how your body reacts so if you eat rice and your body's like okay that's cool mm-hmm. like oh okay, yeah all right well i can start eating rice mm-hmm. or like if i eat dairy and you know the toilets then <laughs> you know like eh. I might have to cut out this cheese. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I might not need to eat cheese as much. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you're anything like me, uh, once it's done, it's kind of like, huh, we're going to sticks. (laughs) 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 We're going to sticks. And Mm -hmm. whatever happens, happens. Mm -hmm. But I definitely will say, Whole30 is definitely something I feel like I might start doing at least, like, if not the whole month or every other month, maybe something I do like a week of Whole30, get off mm-hmm. then another week of whole 30 get off or mm-hmm. just try try to start doing different things to kind of keep my metabolism at different rates mm-hmm. but still kind of keeping it hot so yeah mm-hmm. yeah snap, snap. Okay. so that's what's going on in our life you guys help what's going on in you guys is yes interact with us on social media guys we do we don't post a lot but trust you know we like to talk to y'all. We like. do love to kiki. Or even if you get a chance to listen to the podcast, email the, um, like, Gmail us or email us yeah. at, is it Charity CharityPod? Yep. Charity CharityPod at gmail.com. We would love to get you guys' this feedback. What are some things we should be doing? Mm. What do you think? Yes. Because we want to know about y'all, too. Yes. Big facts. So... We are about to move into a pretty interesting topic. I think so. What do you think? So, I think it's going to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we are going back into. She's pointing at me, but I don't know what. She's- <laughs> That's new. Well, it's not really a new topic because we did it in, what, podcast number eight of season 52? Oh, yeah. Season 52. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think after that podcast, that's when we went on our seven-year hiatus. Yeah. But Ask Bree and Chi. Ooh. It's a semi-new topic, but it's not a new topic, but it's new new to this year. Yeah, So Ask Bree and Chi, for those who remember it, it's basically where... Um, people basically ask us questions, whether it's through social media, whether it's through, you know, whatever avenue, and we basically give our feedback. Disclaimer take our advice with a grain of salt. With a half a grain of salt. <laughs> Come on, slice it in half with a microliter sized knife. Like... Please see a professional. Please see a professional with all your real problems and seek the Lord. You know... We are just giving you our unbiased opinion. Unbiased, unsolicited. (laughs) Okay? We are obvious third parties to your life problem. Mm -hmm. We are just giving you our advice. And half of it, probably is going to be really good advice. I'm not even going to hold you because Bree be talking. I don't. She do, but but she (laughs) don't at the same time. And you know, hey, it's going to be great. But... Also, take this with a grain of salt. And please don't be in the comment box like, Chi, why you think like that? (laughs) Don't. Nobody care what you think that I think. It's going to be a fun time. Mm -hmm. All right, Bree. So, read the questions. So, the question for this week says, Why do you feel like black men date women of other races? I repeat. (laughs) Repeat that one, please. Why do you feel like black men date women of other races. So when she says you she mean us right? Yeah. Okay. I would think um you go first <laughs> be like Amanda Seals answer your own question. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so read it one more time make sure my brain my my do you have your thinking cap on? Please come on <laughs> thinking cap sponsored by demo please come demo on. me at C-H-I-D-I-M-A Capital A Capital O on me Anything you desire Anyone anyway. Okay Why do you feel like Black men Date Women of other races I feel like In some ways Like a loaded question Yeah <laughs> Cause you not like general, Generalize A black man Or like General Make it one reason As to why Somebody would date Outside of the race. race I think Okay so, I think one of two things I think either it's number one, this person was raised around a lot of that specific race mm-hmm. that they desire to date mm-hmm. or they have some type of background with that race mm-hmm. or it's number two, this person has their own personal insecurities or issue with their own race mm-hmm. that causes them to desire other races. Mm-hmm. Um, or a bad experience with their own race that causes them to desire other races. Mm-hmm. And I say that because... And then also, I, you have this, there's multiple external factors like social media, uh, what that person idolizes, who that person idolizes, you know, rap music affects it, what, what people desire, mm-hmm. X, Y, Z. Like, I think that if... I think men or black men desire other women of other races because of the fact that they weren't raised with that type of influence of a black woman or they, they, they weren't raised around black women. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I have um, cousins that were raised around, they went to predominantly white schools. Mm-hmm. And so therefore a lot of the people they fool with are white. So mm-hmm. they're more than likely going to date white people. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, you know, I also have cousins that went to either PWI or HBT or whatever. And they date black people or Nigerian people because mm-hmm. I'm Nigerian. So, like, I think it's exposure. Exposure plays in a factor. Like, What are you exposed to the most outside of your parents? Mm-hmm. But also, what are you exposed to with your parents and other black people? Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think that some black people some black men deal with insecurities Mm -hmm. and don't like their race or don't like their skin tone or don't like their color. And so that charges their preference. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also feel like some black men are too heavily influenced by other men or other, like the rap game or culture where Mm -hmm. it's so glorified Or or certain certain avenues glorify women of other races, Mm -hmm. specifically that have black black features Mm -hmm. that they prefer that type of race. I hope my thoughts are not jumbled. No, because it's tough. This is hard. But you go, you go, you go, Mm -hmm. and then we'll just yeah yeah. Like I totally agree. Um, I think my only issue is when those insecurities kind of generalize a whole group of people. Like, um, you may say, Oh, I don't like black women because they all rude or they all mean yeah. or something like that. Like, I have no issue like with somebody dating outside their race. You let a white man come start talking <laughs> nice and come real, Jake. Sweet, You know, you let Jake pull up and start talking about something to the kid, like, all right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Jake. Maybe a little swirl in this piece. So like interracial relationships. I love it. Like even if you look at like my YouTube watch history and like what I'm subscribed to, the Mm -hmm. people I'm subscribed to, it's a lot of interracial couples. It's a lot of you know just people from different backgrounds. I think it's interesting when like two people from totally different backgrounds backgrounds just like mesh and become one. I think that's like super cool. But um yeah, I think my only issue is when you generalize a group based off your insecurities or your past hurt. Or whatever situation. So like Mm -hmm. I said. Like if you say. Oh I don't like black women. Because they all loud. And they all mean. And they all got an attitude. And stuff like that. Like that's the part that kind of. Like you know. Catch me off guard. Because I'm like. I'm not like that. Like. Don't be putting me in no group. No. You know. No. Category. Come on. Don't categorize me. I'm an individual. (laughs) Just based off that. So that's my only issue. Even when it's like. flipped the other way. Like. Somebody may say, "Oh, I don't like black men because they aggressive and they yeah. this or they that." And it's like, "Girl, what black men are you talking about?" Like, right. like, of course, it's people who are like that, but that's black white anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It don't. I don't think it's determined by race. That's just a character flaw. Like, mm-hmm. so yeah, I don't like when we mix race and character, character flaws together. Yeah, and you will like one race to a specific character. Yeah, that's what I don't like. I don't fool with that at all. Period. I even. So you think that more so black men are, and correct me if I'm wrong, black men are, they date people outside of their race. Or some black men that mm-hmm. do that, um, do that because they generalize mm-hmm. black women. Mm-hmm. I think that that's one reason. I think like what you said, just um, based on like who you grew up around and what you have access to. Mm-hmm. I grew up in predominantly black community. So I have somewhat of a natural attraction to, like, black men. Mm-hmm. I went to UAB, and it was just a sea of people. So you'd be like, oh, girl, Cody is cute. Oh, girl, Quan kind of cute. Oh, girl, you know, like, it's just... Asad is over here. You know? Wow. You know, so it's, I feel like that that's another thing. Yeah. As to why black men may date out of their race, just based on who they are mm-hmm. or just where they are and what they have access to. I think it's a lot of reasons. So I think it's hard to say why do they dead outside of their race and then I just pinpoint it to like one general yeah. they're flawed yeah or <laughs> be like like I can't like pinpoint it to one general issue but one thing that I did find interesting and both of us got an opportunity to um watch the show The Real I'm not sure if y'all are familiar with it but it's a show it's a daytime tv show mm-hmm. um and it's Five women now it used to be well it used to be five, then it went to four, and now it's back at five. Um and it's Lonnie Love, Jeannie Mai, Adrian Balone, um Tamara Mari, and now Amanda Seals. Tamar used to be on there, but she is no longer yeah, with you us. or used to be. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that used to be four, and then Amanda just got added to. And so they had this interesting question or this interesting perspective, and I'm about to play y'all a little snippy snip snip. Of it, but then let's talk about it. Um, plot twist. This is in reference to Mike Tyson. Yes, and Mike Tyson made a statement about um how his daughters prefer other races. Mm -hmm. Um, and so this segues basically into you know Mm -hmm. further questioning. So yeah, great. Tyson was recently interviewed on Ti's podcast. And among other things, Mike said that his kids are not attracted to black people, and he blames himself, saying that he set a bad example as a black man based on his checkered past. So do you think that their choice for partners is related on Mike failing as a parent? That was Amanda's take. On it. <laughs> I digress. But yeah, so we thought that that was an interesting segue into that question, which was why do black men date outside of their race or something like that? And that's just another perspective to put into it. So the question is, do you think based off of your parents' actions, your parents' behaviors, who they are as people, does that determine who you date race-wise as a person? mm like so background in case y'all didn't get enough from that like what she said Mike Tyson basically said that Mm -hmm. because he feels as though he made a lot of mistakes he feels as though he did some trash moves and that he could have done better as a person as a black man specifically that that's the reason why his children does not date black men so yeah question again do you think based off your parents Actions, actions and abilities yes does that determine who you date as a do who what your preference is race is it, wise is it affected by your yeah. parents and your in, encounters with them yeah no, I get what you're saying I think cause I mean naturally it's going to be me to answer fast. <laughs> I think it does Peggy. I do i really do and i think i can only speak for myself i can't speak for nobody i might speak for my siblings but you know this here or there uh-huh. um, but i can speak for myself i think it does mm-hmm. i really do i think that it's, it's not the determining factor but i do think it is a big factor because if i'm like for me specifically i'm nigerian mm-hmm. so like i my black preference is different than my Nigerian preference. Mm-hmm. Like, if I had to choose, if somebody was like, okay, you can only choose one <laughs> type of country, I probably, ugh, Jesus, they might come from in the comment box, but it's okay. Um, I'm gonna defend you, sir. I'm not gonna let them come for you. Cool. I probably would choose, I probably would choose Nigerian. And I think, <gasps> I know, shock me, right? Even shocked me, because I really was about to say black. <laughs> But I would choose Nigerian, I think it's because I really want, and it's not to say that black men or the, a black men or any other race would not appreciate my culture, mm-hmm. but I really would like for my children to, um, experience somewhat of the experience I had with being raised with two Nigerians in the house. Mm-hmm. I think my parents taught me a lot about hard work, like mm-hmm. making nothing out of something. Mm-hmm. Um just like the sacrifices they made, different things like that, that really inspires me today. Mm-hmm. And I think that those are the aspects of my life that I want my kids to be able to see. Mm-hmm. Not to say that they couldn't see that with a white man, they couldn't see that with a Hispanic man, black man, you know, blue man, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's But I just feel like for me, I think also and then my personal preference, like I would prefer a Nigerian American mm-hmm. that is well versed in American culture just as much as he's versed in something of Nigerian culture, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that that's just my personal preference. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe that being raised, I did not want to date a Nigerian, mm-hmm. and I think it did have something to do with uh, my encounters with my father. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think um, just being raised, I didn't, I didn't really li- like. I'm a feminist at heart, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so there were certain things that. There's certain expectations that Nigerian households have Mm -hmm. that are unsaid, but women have to do. Mm -hmm. So like, and I remember, oh my gosh, this is so fresh. My sisters are probably going to get triggered when I bring this up. But it was, it was after Christmas... All my siblings, all my family, we all went to Birmingham. Mm-hmm. And so, we were at we were at my parents' house in Birmingham. And so, like, my dad, I guess, like, <laughs> I guess it's been a while for him. Mm-hmm. And so, he left his bowl out on the table. Mm-hmm. And so, in Nigerian customs, if the elder or, you know, your father, for daughter's sake, if your father puts his food out and he's done eating, mm-hmm. it's customary that either the wife or the children, the young girls, pick up the plate Mm. so at this point in time let me bring you context to this one bowl my dad before i left because i went to john and kiki's house Mm. to hang out with them that bowl was full of chinchin which is like this nigerian snack Mm. google it anyway so it was full of chinchin before i left Mm. i got back at like one something Mm -hmm. i went straight upstairs my sisters were knocked out Mm. nobody was in the house Mm -hmm. at all while my dad ate this bowl of chinchin me and my sisters, all three of us, were sitting on the couch next morning, and we're watching TV. And so, my dad comes downstairs, sits down. Nobody notices this ball at all. And, and it's not like it was like an empty table, mm-hmm. and then the ball was just sitting there. It's like papers, It's mail. It's mm-hmm. all types of junk on this table. Mm-hmm. So, nobody's looking. Oh, there was a bowl. My dad ate out this bowl. Let me put this bowl in the sink. Like, everybody's like, oh, we're watching TV. Kiki, ha ha. Mm-hmm. Big fun. My dad sits on the couch. He's like, Kiki he and with us. So, like, we are not thinking nothing of it. My sister's like, let me go upstairs and get ready. I don't know where she's going. I think they were about to get ready to go or something of that. So child, I don't know. But my mom went to church. So, like, we're mm-hmm. just chilling. All I know is my sister goes upstairs. Me and my little sister are sitting, still sitting down there. Kiki, ha mm-hmm. on the phone. My dad's like, somebody go and call sister. And I'm like... <clears throat> what just <laughs> me and she look at each other we're like what just happened and we were just like i was like wait are we in trouble like i just say nowadays i don't be guessing are we in trouble <laughs> like he was just like just somebody call you i said i don't like answer my question mm-hmm. but okay and so and she calls adama adama comes downstairs he tells adama to sit down so when he tells and i like what and she asked him are we in trouble mm-hmm. he don't say nothing adama sits down and so my dad proceeds to take 35 minutes <laughs> of my life away from me and tell me and my older sister and my younger sister about what it means to be a wife, <laughs> how we need to work on our wife qualities, and how that plate that he left on the table was a test. <laughs> That bowl, that chin was eaten yesterday. <laughs> and I'm just like, how does this assimilate to my abilities of being a wife? Mm-hmm. But I also had to remember my dad is old school, mm-hmm. Nigerian old school. So it's very, uh, it's very, my husband is done eating. Let me grab his plate. Let me wash it. Let me cook. I get back from work. Let me cook clean. Because that's all I see my mom do. My mom mm-hmm. used to get off of work, pick up all of us. Go home, feed all of us, feed my dad, get back up and do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, and it's like, my. it's not to say my dad never did anything for me. I love my father. My father was a hard worker. He worked very hard, two jobs mm-hmm. all of my life. Like, my dad is a great man. But that type of, like, to, to simulate my worth and my value of being a good wife or being something, or or I guess you can say, like, My value being assimilated, that that just kind of turned me off. Mm -hmm. So, immediately, any man that kind of reminds me of that, not domineering Mm -hmm. or, like, it's not a cult thing. Mm -hmm. It's a, you do this and I'll do this. Mm -hmm. Like, or represents, like, oh, you do this and I'll just sit on the couch and watch TV. Mm -hmm. Like... Dead. Okay. Dead. It's only dead and it's only me talking to other Nigerian men that are closer to my age. So they're like, Yeah, we don't even do that no more. Like that's old school. That's really old school. Like only the older generation thinks like that. Like we're like, Okay, if you can't cook, I'll cook. You know, something like mm-hmm. that. So it makes so that's what kind of made me be like, Okay, I might be able to talk to a Nigerian dude. Not first off the boat, but a Nigerian <laughs> dude nonetheless. Like maybe you know, raised in Atlanta. Houston yeah you feel me Mm -hmm. you know who Boosie is you feel me like so I say all of that to say I do believe your parents do have an effect on your preference because um being raised in a black culture but also a Nigerian household you see both sides Mm -hmm. and the preference in like a black culture like if I brought my Nigerian my what I learned in my my parents home how to serve a husband how to love on your husband, how to make your husband feel appreciated and brought that to a black man, he'd probably be like, who the heck is this girl? Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to marry her. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think that the same the same things are in black culture. Like, girls, when you go to your boyfriend's house for the first time, if you don't make him no plate, his mama looking at you like, "You, this how you going to take care of my son. <laughs> so, you know, like, the dynamic is different. But I say all of that to say, Yes, parents, you have an effect on what your child's preference is. And that's what I believe. Go ahead, Brie. Pass the mic to Brie, please. Oh, so wait. So, another interesting thing that was in the video, and y'all have to go and look at it for if y'all want like more context. It's on YouTube. Super yes. easy to find. We'll put the link in the description box. for okay, that right thingy. Movie. Cool. Uh, but one thing that... Jeannie was saying was she was just kind of bringing up Mike Tyson's just overall past and like you know him biting people's ears off, (laughs) him being aggressive in a couple of interviews and she was just saying like how for her that demeanor would just turn her off from men Mm -hmm. period like it would just make her have like trust issues with not black men but just men so I thought that that was an interesting like perspective to bring up too, like how not only can your parents have a effect on like who you date, race wise, but it can also have an effect on just how you interact with like the opposite sex or even yes. the same sex. Like if your mom is horrible and she. Is defensive because she had to be like that because she was raising you by yourself by herself and she had to make the best out of nothing and she you know kind of snappy and she defensive and Damn. she may have somewhat of attitude that may rub off on you you know like unbeknownst to you like it's kind of like being passed down almost so I do think that um your parents can definitely have an impact on um who you may want today as a who you may want today, race-wise. But I also think that it can have an impact on you, um, like, in a good way, too. So, if you were raised in a house and, let's say, you were raised in a house and your dad was, like, awesome and yada, 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 and he took really good care of your parent, I mean, of you and mm-hmm. your mom and all that, your siblings, and, like, you'd be like, dang, like, my dad was pretty dope. Like, I wouldn't mind having somebody, like, like my dad. Mm-hmm. And wasn't that, like, race-wise or character wise i do feel like it'll have an impact on you period because that's your your parents are your first teachers like yeah. you're gonna grasp and you're gonna clean every like a lot of stuff from them you're gonna clean behaviors you're gonna clean some characteristics like even now like i realize that i do some stuff that my mama did like i may think some of the some of the same ways that she did even if it's like some funny stuff like I may say something like, "Girl, that don't mount up to a hill of beans." Or, "What they got to do with the price of tea in China?" And I'm like, "Dang." My said, mama my used mama. to say that. <laughs> or like just simple stuff, like I'll go into a store and be like, "Girl, what are they think they am gonna pay twenty five dollars for this? It must be crazy." And I'm like, "Dang." My mom used to do the same things, like you know. So I definitely think that your parents can have an impact on who you date, um, whether it's race, whether it's like I said, characteristics. A whole bunch of preferences; they they can impact it, whether it's for the good or for the bad. So yeah, mm. thank you for coming to my TED talk. I'm weak. Follow up question. Dun, dun, dun. So do you? So what do you prefer? And what was a characteristic that kind of? Okay, first off, what do you prefer? Like, what's your preference? As, in, as of right now in this season of your life would you prefer to date somebody of your race or would you prefer like, like would you prefer to date outside of your race kind of okay I think my first preference is somebody a black man okay and it's not because I'm trying to keep it in the race or keep it yeah, yeah, yeah. like per bloodline like a greyhound or something like that but like <laughs> Like, I just, it's just my natural attraction. It's like I've, like what we said in the beginning, it's what I've grown up with, it's what I've seen the most, it's what I like, you know. Yeah. However, comma, I am not opposed to dating outside of, outside of my race. But as like, you know how they'd be like, put your first choice here, then put your second choice. So like my first choice would definitely be somebody, like a nice, tall, dark black man. Just dark and just, tall. <laughs> just see, read just right now. Amazing. Cause I don't know, it's like you said, like it's like natural bonds. Like we probably grew up similarly. Yeah. There's probably not much that I have to I'm gonna say teach yeah. but expose him to to understand me. So if I say I got pulled over by the police today, it's not like, Oh, okay, well, how was that? It's like, oh no, like are you okay? Like what are your, what did he ask? Yeah, yeah how like, how you it's, feel like I don't have to be like, so sit down. So I got put over by the police. This is how I feel. This is why I feel the way I feel. Or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or I, I don't. You know, it's just like certain things it's that you just behave. You don't have to mm-hmm. share. Or like just simple things like, don't put your feet on the couch if you got shoes on like Mm -hmm. just simple stuff that you more than likely probably grew up in a black home knowing you can come into my house you take your shoes off at the door Mm -hmm. it's just like it's just simple you know but I'm not opposed to dating somebody outside of my race Mm
1: -hmm. period Period.
0: I may pull up to Highlands you know what I'm saying one good time with Jake with Jake no State (laughs) (laughs) Farm you know find a nice Colin Uh, Connor Connor Colby mud. That's how I feel about that. N- well, dating Nigerian. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, when I tell ah, t- like this, he has one of his own, and it's not offensive. Like, you know, like, it's just <laughs> <She> <laughs> and it's not offensive. Period. You know, so it's like, I feel like it's just like, it's a different ball game when you, like, understand. So, like, it's not like, because even with dating a black guy, you still have to explain so much. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Or even me having to, like, kind of, like, allow you to enter into this world. So it's just like, okay, yeah, I know I'm black. Mm -hmm. But I'm also Mm -hmm. Nigerian, too. And so it's just like, and this is why we don't do... Like, I would hate for it to be like, I date a black guy, he's left-handed. And he goes up to shake my dad with his left hand. Uh My dad will lose his (laughs) everlasting mind. Because the left hand, culturally, is seen as, like, the left hand... If they could, they would cut off everybody's left hand. <laughs> left hand in Nigerian cult- culture, technically culturally, it means that you're not. This is the hand that you wipe your butt with, mm. so you don't do anything with the left hand. So if you were asked, like if you were trying to give me a piece of paper, I have to use my right hand. If you shook my hand, I have to use my right hand. If you're trying to give me something, I have to use my right hand. Like using your left hand is upon even mm-hmm. if you didn't have a right hand. You but I use your mouth. Like you know you. like he probably be like that so dumb but I'm like no fam, that's culture. Like you need to understand yeah. that because you're gonna disrespect somebody and you know I can only do so <laughs> much, you know, and then even with food, it's just like, you know, sometimes I don't want fried chicken. Love fried chicken. I love a good fried chicken, mac and cheese, mashed mm-hmm. potatoes, green beans. And rice, but sometimes I also like my fufu and my jollof, <laughs> and I like my suya and I, so it's just like being able to mm-hmm. identify with somebody where like we can sit and listen to Afrobeats and watch low budget Nigerian movies yes. and be weak, mm-hmm. but then also we can put on a black hit film. So, what I'm really asking, Lord... <laughs> I'm not talking to y'all on the body, Come on, don't mind. Let me talk to God is... real quick. Lord, I just really would like a Nigerian-American. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's either first-generation Nigerian, where they were raised by Nigerian parents, or raised here in America, or, or whatever country, UK, whatever. I'll take a little interest. Come but, on. But, you know, and then... But they have American culture Mm -hmm. rooted in them as well. You know, simply, you know, I'm asking for a lot, but you know, hey, you know, I would just like for him to know the difference between Boosie and Webby, you know, or, you know, I would like for you to know, you know, the difference between hustle and flow and paid and fool. So Mm -hmm. like... Just different things like that. I want us to be able to talk on different levels. Now, I I can't expect him to know everything. Mm-hmm. Some things you're going to have to learn because when you're learning somebody or you're dating somebody, mm-hmm. you're gonna. it's learning different things that I don't know that mm-hmm. he's going to have to teach me and I'm going to have to do the same for him. But I do want us to have some type of common ground where there's just like insiders that we understand mm-hmm. and I don't have to teach you, mm-hmm. you know. And so, that's all I'm saying on that. But... Back to what I was saying with my other Taylor Rook slash Oprah question. Why do you feel, why do you think that he feels that way? Like, because he said that his daughters don't like black men. Like, they don't, or he said that his daughters don't want to date people of his race or black men. So, like, I guess, like, it puts me in the perspective of, like, for a black man. Like, if you raise somebody that doesn't want to date people like you, as a parent, I feel like I would feel as though I have failed. Mm-hmm. Like I have done—I must have done something to offend you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like for you to be like, okay, the only people that I fool with. And I mean, I may have to touched on it. Like you know, they probably raised like predominantly white school things of mm-hmm. that nature. But do you feel like Mike Tyson is insecure about his role as a father for him to think that his daughters don't want black men or like? What will make you not want to date a black man? Mm. I feel like Mike Tyson may just be insecure about himself as a person. Like, mm. you know how when you do stuff in the moment or in the times, like he was, Mike Tyson was like that Dude. man. Like, Yeah. He's like Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, like the Floyd Mayweather of his time. Like just super powerful boxer. Um, Not just powerful, but like with real talent. Like. Built and titles that for you know, a long time, yeah, that show for it, and like you do stuff in the moment, and then that stuff catch back up to you when you like watching us, especially when there's film and like actual footage of yeah. you being like you in that time. I feel like that just probably made him insecure as a person, but I feel like I kind of more so agree with Amanda. Like it was probably just the people that his kids were around. Yeah. I don't think it has, I don't think it has anything to do with him as a black man. Mm -hmm. Now as a man, now I don't know how you compare and contrast like their spouses or their significant others to like their significant other's character to his character. Now it may be some differences in that. And they may be like, okay, well I don't want to date nobody that's aggressive or easy to upset or like gets mad super fast. Now that's one thing, but I don't think it has anything to do with like his race. Yeah. Per se, but yeah. Mm. Period. <laughs> yes. I like. <laughs> I'm so weak. Well, what's next? Final five? Yeah, cause we yeah, cause we did the aspirin and cheese. All right, okay, cool. So say less I'm so weak. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on final five, Bree? Um, I don't have a final five, guys, but I will say something just. To say something. Good then I'll say goodbye. Please. And. um, Yeah. I don't have a final five. But. I wish you guys. Prosperity. Don't want you pray. But. Pray a blessing. Over these people. And God see. Um. Yeah. I'm really. I don't. I don't really have a final five. Um. I'm just excited. I, I feel like this is a good outlet. Just to like. Discuss stuff. Yeah. With. And I really want to hear y'all's perspective too. Um. So like. Email us. We can start a group chat. I about to say, we can start a um charity branch, group me and we all just talk Miz and Miz group me about perspective and just all that good stuff. But yeah, I don't have a, a final five. Hopefully something that I said earlier it may have sparked, sparked something and maybe God said something through me. I don't know. Okay. I think one thing I would really love to know from you guys, like how do y'all feel about this topic? Like I know that a lot of women especially black women they wonder why do a lot of black men prefer women of other races and also i had a debate with my friend about this q and i was just like i think i was on one of my rants and i was like they don't be wanting us. <laughs> and he was like there's plenty of dudes at the plant that will want to talk to you and i said like at the like the Hyundai plant and the Mercedes plant. No, Subco. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the steel plant. Okay, I love a man in steel toe so boot, honey. I don't. <laughs> oh, <No. my> God. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing because you know I might be at a Subco, you, you know, know in the front office. But <laughs> but me. I will say this to say this, but I think when we say. Why don't black men want uh want to date women uh, date women? Why do black men date women of other races? I think sometimes the connotation in which we say black men, I think we think about. I think there's a word that's always missing an adjective, mm. and that why do successful black men prefer women of other races? And I say this because. And not all successful black men, because you could think of Jay Z, you could think of Sterling Brown, Sterling K. Brown, you could think I can give you black men that date other black women, but there's a larger percentage of other successful black men that don't. And I think that I mean, a lot of us we see professional athletes, Mm -hmm. if they did a poll, more than fifty percent don't date us. It which is fine. You know, if we look at, you know, certain actors and actresses or certain actors who's referring to men, you know, mm-hmm. they, they, some of them do not date black women or have not dated black women or end up marrying women of other races. Mm-hmm. And I think that we can't connotate all black men under one umbrella mm-hmm. if they're not, you know, because they're not prevalently seen. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to say, just make sure when you ask that question, just for future reference, mm-hmm. that, Use the adjective, that's what you really mean. Because I think that, for me, sometimes when I ask the question, I, in some context, I mean successful black men. Because Mm -hmm. you as a person, if you know that you're going to be bringing something to the table that's successful and that you're going to be somebody or be something, you're going to want somebody on your level. So if you are looking at all these successful black men, people you prefer, and they're not dating other people like you, then that narrative begins to be presented in your mind where you're just like, why do successful black men or why do black men only date women of other races? But it's really not black men. It's successful black men. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that that was just something that kind of came to my mind towards the end of this. Like, is there an adjective missing? Because there are black men that date black women. Mm-hmm. Period. I mean, it might not be the greatest of black men, but you know, like, not, and, and not even to say that all black men that date black women are trash because that's a dog diggity lie. Mm-hmm. But, It's more so like, why do a lot of successful black men or a number of people that we see out in the media or whatever your examples are, why do we see them dating black women or women of other races or women of other races specifically, not black women? so that's definitely something to think about like when you ask why do black men only date black women Mm -hmm. who are of other races is it just black men or successful black men Mm -hmm. is there an adjective to this before Mm -hmm. you actually is there an adjective that you're missing before you just Mm -hmm. put black men as your primary adjective because a lot of times i don't think it's always just why do black men it's why do successful black men do this? Or why do black men, parentheses, prior to black men, professional athletes, only mm-hmm. date women? Like, there's more context yeah. to that specific question. I think that's a good point too because, um, like, just a lot of us, like, I'm a product of a black man and a black woman. Mm-hmm. A lot of my friends, Danny, like, product of black man, black woman. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of us are, like, yeah. proof that, like, Cold, black unquote, love black love there. yeah. so, like there's definitely like don't think like i don't want to create a divide you know like basically yeah. like, what you're saying like like it's not like a divide between just like us and a hispanic one, yeah or, or and a white one yeah like ain't nobody mad ain't nobody tripping but a question you know like sometimes stuff just it's crazy. out there yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of sparks your interest and it's not like a like, I don't think we coming from a perspective of, like, why do black men not that tongue. Yeah, But it's just yeah. like, hmm, I wonder why I do? do. Yeah. It's more out of curiosity than it is spite if that makes Yeah, Because I wonder, I do wonder it a lot. And I think because a lot of, and I see this, I'll say this, even because I study a lot of, like, athletes. I love ESPN. I like watching sports. And, like i noticed that a lot of these athletes come from predominantly african-american schools and then they go to pwis and then after they leave pwis it just so happens that if they didn't stay with their high school girlfriend that nine times out of ten is black Mm -hmm. they end up dating somebody of a different race and that's who they kind of stay with Mm -hmm. and so i think the narrative that um i know can be painted for me at times when i don't fully process and realize what am i really asking can be why do black men only date women of other races but it's not really that it's the the narrative is okay based off of the why why are black athletes dating or why do i see a shift in black athletes going from dating you know black african-american women to women of other races, whether that's white, Hispanic, Asian, whatever. And so, that's something that I can't just put all black men in that one mm-hmm. umbrella. Because it could just be very well this man prefers this, he's always preferred mm-hmm. this, you know, or it could be very well that this is a specific person that he really cares about and loves. Like, it's so many different narratives mm-hmm. to one person. You can't specify and say all black men are like this. Mm-hmm. Now, some black men are trash. Period. I just I just wholeheartedly believe some black <laughs> some men are just really trash. Well, some, man, some men are like, just, just trash, like period just trash like some dudes intentionally let you know they don't they don't like black like for example that athlete they called black a black woman a pit bull like he was dating or he was married to a white woman and the man on the um i think something happened where all i know is he said he referred to the black woman as a dog and the inter i screenshot and sent it to you it was a while back it was a, back when i was on social media really having to go on a fast but the man referred to this black woman as a dog. And I was just like, Are you serious? Like, and and I I've, I've seen men go on Instagram and be like, It's not good if it ain't foreign. This black man is dating an Australian woman. Like, do you know how that makes you feel as a black woman? Mm. But that's not all black men. Like, there's mm. also black men, like, I'll, I I to highlight one of my homeboys, Little Dog on Terry. I love little Terry. Freaking blunt, he gonna be like, don't be saying my government name on the airway. blunt, find him, <laughs> come on, find him. Terrence not gonna blunt. Terrence is very intentional about honoring and really respecting black women or women of all races. Like I get on him all the time. And he be like, man, you know, I like them all. You know, it's whatever. But you know, you know, I love black women. You know, I lo- I be respecting my queens. He be joking about it, but you know, like he's serious. Like he's very intentional. So like, I think that when we ask that question or if we do end up using, like, I think for our listeners, specifically, Mm -hmm. when we ask that question, make sure we explain the full context of where that question is coming from for you. Mm -hmm. Because you don't want it to be where a narrative amongst black women is oh, we just out here trying to figure out why they taking our men. Mm -hmm. That's not our narrative. That's not even why we ask that question. But our biggest point is like, this is something that we do see is prevalent. Why is it prevalent specifically within the black community mm-hmm. that men, a lot of men are dating women of other races. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's becoming a situation where black women are starting to date out of their race a lot too. Because <laughs> come on, bring you a point or something. Because everywhere all the YouTubers that I fool with, more than, like, half of them. All the YouTubers are full with, too. they, oh, <laughs> oh, men of other races and are very happy. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think you raised a good point, too. And it may be, like, a conversation for, like, the bonus potty or, like, a bonus episode yeah. or something. But you were, like, how it feels as a black woman. Like, nobody never really talked. We always ask the question of why. But we never, like, really Process. get to the point of like what it makes us feel like as just black women and why you have to have songs like brown skin girls to pull us out of this this sunken ID. place yeah yeah, to like I reaffirm have- us yeah and like you know like you don't necessarily hear that from like your brothers and you know your brothers in this african-american or blackness community or whatever but you have to have, like, outside forces to kind of, like, reaffirm yourself. So, I think that that's an interesting point, too, of, like, how it makes black women feel. Because I I do feel like, it, in some aspect, it makes us feel a ways. And not saying that, like, because somebody dates outside of their race, that, that is wrong. But, like, kind of like what we were saying earlier, like, when you do it, and you degrade us in the process, yeah. that's the part that's, like, okay, like, you didn't have to do all that, fam. So make me be knucking and bucking and <laughs> ready to fight <laughs> <bite> now. <laughs> In <laughs> the comment <laughs> box. <laughs> but yeah, I I have a good perspective. Interessante. mean, that's why I have. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm nervous. I'm full But yeah, guys. So that's episode two. Yes, and uh, well, we we still have to do part five. I love them. Oh, well, come Little on, she tell tea. us what you got on, on, on your heart. It's hers. no much, please, Auntie. Don't don't come for me to come back. She like this one. She didn't come from me Holy spirit. <laughs> no, but I think that one thing that I've been learning lately, um, I wouldn't even say from this fast, but I just would say, um, I guess like what I could say that I've really been learning lately from Lord is just how much I really am loved by Him mm-hmm. and like really. Not just knowing that, but grasping that. Like, the power of grasping a concept more than just knowing a a concept or knowing a thing. So, like, I don't know. Like, I think every day or just I'm learning, like, it's not what I do that makes me worthy. Mm -hmm. Or it's not what I do that truly makes me loved by God. But it's simply what Jesus did for me in accepting Mm -hmm. that. And I don't, I think that's really hard for me to accept that concept because that, you know, somebody number one would die for me and, you know, do literally sacrifice his all so that I could have a relationship with him. And then for God to open himself to me and just allow me to be a part of his family and be his daughter, you get what I'm saying? Like, and I don't deserve this. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't, like, I don't deserve I don't deserve any of this but i think that it's not because of me it's because of what jesus did on the cross for me and so like i think when i remember that really god just loves me for me and that it not to, doesn't mean that god doesn't want me to change in some areas of my life mm-hmm. key point because i don't want y'all to be on like, Well, Jesus said god's just gonna love me for me so i'm still gonna be out here <laughs> not that's not what i'm preaching but what i'm preaching is or what i'm saying is like just accepting the love of god for what it is and not trying to question why, like not trying to talk God out of loving me and not trying to value my worth based off of the things that I do for God, but just who God has called me. Like just basically just, just who I am just being like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I think for a while you should think, okay, well I'm, when I'm in my bag, when I'm praying, when I'm in my word on a consistent basis, when I'm laying hands on the sick and the poor, <laughs> you know, God is most proud of me. God is like, yes, you are my daughter. Mm-hmm. But when I'm, I got to be found, <laughs> and I'm in my room under my pillows, under my sheets, and I am not being unbothered and don't call me, don't ask me to do anything. Please, when I walk past this homeless person, please do not move. Like, <laughs> the, the love never changes. Like, even, even, he may even be very well frustrated with me because he probably be like, yeah, I need for to give him $2. I'd be like, Lord, I don't have it. <laughs> I'm people like but you do though. that's what I'm asking you to give it like like his love never wavers like his love never changes for you like and I think that that's something that for a lot of not only women but just people it's hard for people to understand how much God loves them Mm -hmm. and so I think that's what I'm just learning it's just like I guess for you guys I just want to let you guys know like God loves you it's like I think And because we use that term so loosely these days and people use love in so many different connotations, people don't fully understand the type of power that love has. Like, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It keeps no records of wrongs. Like, there's so many different parts of love that Mm -hmm. God shows every day. Like, literally to the point that in 1 Corinthians 13, it talks about how you can have all these spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. You can speak tongues from here to Timbuktu. You can heal every saint this side of Cambodia. You know, you can do all these spiritual things... But if you don't have love, if you don't understand the concept of love and the love that you're supposed to show people, but also the love that God has for you, you literally have nothing. Mm-hmm. And like, for me, that's crazy. Because I would think you being able to speak in tongues, you being able to heal people and do all that, other, mm-hmm. that's what's powerful. You being able to impact people. But the true thing is having love, like being able to love and be loved. Mm-hmm. I, and so yeah. So yeah, we love you guys. Literally. And we will see you guys next time. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Bye, guys. There will be a next time.